I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I hate to break it. You're not the same as anyone here. But we can take it. Short we're brown, we're round and we're queer I've got a feeling we are on to something here Live from King's Place in London The Spontaneity Shop presents Global Pillage The comedy panel show starring you, the hive mind of the audience And if you worry, the trouble might be coming your way in it together, I think that's what I heard the man say. I've got a feeling we are gonna be okay. Mark Hodge, everybody! I'm Deborah Francis White, and this is Global Pillage, the comedy panel show in which we pillage the globe for hysterical facts about Homo sapiens and all their odd ways, interesting idioms, and crazy kinks. In this show, we discovered all people are created equal and are equally weird, except some are more equal than others. Meet the comedians! <laughs> On my left, playing for unevenly weighted, Athena Cablenu and Desiree Birch. Hello there. And on my right, playing for Monsters of Rock. Jessica Regan and Yasmin Akram. Uh, so, firstly, unevenly weighted. Why are you called unevenly weighted? Well, um, uh, we were initially called unevenly weighted black team uh, because we wanted to make everyone as uncomfortable as humanly possible <laughs> by bringing up that fact. You might uh, as well have called it white guilt. <laughs> Yes. Obviously, the whole point is to like be inclusive and diverse and whatnot. And I was actually pleased that you didn't try to distribute the black people evenly throughout yeah, the room. Yeah. Well, yes, you yeah, know, Irish. to make everyone feel comfortable. It's just like let's just point it right out. No. Well, well, Yasmin Akram is a person of color, though, as well, because uh, it's true. she's. I'm, I'm so... half Pakistani. I'm just hiding it really well. <laughs> I came out so white. Particularly for those so. podcast listeners. And really, they were teamed together because they went to drama school together. Oh. So oh. Irish. The fact that you're both black is an accident. Yeah. No, we went to black school together so yeah. <laughs> definitely on purpose <laughs> so Desiree Birch how are you diverse um well let's see I have this accent which points me out as being uh, a southern Canadian also known as American uh I am part that's how I'm gonna identify for at least four more years um I uh, I am part French and part German and obviously very black as well <laughs> Athena Kablenu how are you diverse oh I'm from Ghana Guyana India, and I haven't cut my hair in eight years. Whoa! 
completely diverse. Wow. Nice. And Monsters of Rock, why are you called Monsters of Rock? Why um, wouldn't we be called Monsters of Rock? Yeah. <laughs> That's the question you want to ask Irish yourself. Irish women in our 30s and we're single. It makes sense to be called Monsters of Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but Akram, how are you diverse? Well, as you pointed out, Deborah, I am half Pakistani, half Irish. I also found out on Friday that I have a goiter, <gasps> which is a disease from the 1800s, I think. <laughs> so it does sound a bit like scurvy or something. Yeah, it's like, basically it's not that. very modern. Uh, somebody said to me, I don't want to offend you, but you've got a lump on your throat. So then I had to go to the doctor, and the doctor went, can you not see that? And I was like, no. And then I just think I've had it for a long time. And then he said, are you tired? And I was like, like for the past 10 years. He was like, are you sweaty or cold? I was like, for the past 10 years. So now I've got the goiter, but I don't like the name goiter, so I'm calling it a French bump, because I think it sounds more romantic. <laughs> Can you get rid of the goiter? Well, I looked it up on, in the internet, and it said to just take more iodine. So I've done that. But then I also have to get a blood test. So I'm, I'm doing my form of treatment, which is the internet, and then I'm going to the hospital in the morning. Yeah, I think that's good yeah. too. I think it's good. I think it's it built and braces. Yeah. 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 Jessica Regan, how are you diverse? Well, I am also Irish, um, and Ooh. I'm so Irish. Thank, thanks for that, Yes, That's great. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of so Irish, I'm blue. Like, we're not white in Ireland, we're actually kind of blue. Right. We're kind of ghosts. Are you, I hope you're not going to say blue lives matter. <laughs> well, they did in 1847 when you took all our potatoes. Um, <laughs> It's not actually what happened, guys. <laughs> but do look it up. It's amazing how few English people know what it's about. <laughs> uh oh, wrong room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Deborah Francis White, and I'm diverse because I am left handed. What? Yes. Yeah. And also a woman hosting a panel show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Making sure that none of these facts are crazy amounts of fun, please welcome in Pedden's Corner our lovable doctrinaire, Ned Sedgwick. And on keyboard and vocals, the very talented Mark Hodge. Mark Hodge, what makes you diverse? I'm ethnically Irish, although I don't really sound it. I've only really been there twice. Um. <laughs> ethnically Irish, but only been there twice. So you're not convincing either Yasmin yeah. or Jess there. Yeah, okay. Um, just because well, you like so a drink, it doesn't mean. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess. I'm, just, I'm one of those guys who uh, Mike Pence wants to strap to an electric chair in order to convert right. oh. back, to, you know, back to the light side. Yes, absolutely. And if you are listening in the future, yesterday was the big march. And if you're listening in the future, also sorry about the dystopian wasteland uh, <laughs> that Trump has left you in. Uh, Ned Sedgwick, how are you diverse? It hasn't changed. Still white and straight and middle class. But I prefer smooth peanut butter to crunchy peanut butter. Oh, oh yes, yes. Very controversial. Yeah. Desiree, you also prefer smooth. Yeah. Is it because yeah. you like peanut butter and jam? Because it just makes it a much more... Well, it just drags it through the bread exactly. and it's like a war zone afterwards of like, ah, peanuts, you wanted me, now you have me. <laughs> it's too much. I couldn't have put it better myself. Yeah. <laughs> I think you two are going to end up together. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be so smooth, too. Hey. <laughs> On every episode of Global Pillage, our hive mind creates a special piece of what sometimes turns out as music unique for this show. Mark Hodge, take it away. So who can give me a letter from A to G? G. I'm going to take D and C. All right, and what's the next one? B. 
liking it. Keep going. <laughs> next one. Even better. Next one. Do you know what? I'm going to have it. What's the scores, please, Ned? Well Not done. Yeah. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's hard. The first round is lost in translation. All the teams get a chance to answer, but you get more points if you buzz in first with the correct answer. The hive mind gets a chance to answer after both teams of comedians have answered. Fingers on buzzers. When Jimmy Carter held the first American press conference in a communist country, what did he surprise the Polish people by telling them? Monsters of Rock. I think what you guys are doing is great, and we should adopt it over here. <laughs> <laughs> Unevenly weighted. Well, he obviously told them that smooth peanut butter was better than crunchy <laughs> peanut butter, as he was a peanut farmer. Athena, do you agree? Yeah, something like, we're not going to invade you because we like your peanut butter. Yeah. Really? He, he went to a Pulsis clip, and he was like, this is delicious. Right, okay. Uh, so <laughs> We was... believe our answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, audience, hive mind, what did Jimmy Carter accidentally say when he tried to speak Polish? By the way, he had a translator. Oh, we had a translator. Yeah. Oh, he wasn't speaking Polish. So, what did his translator tell the audience? It's Black Friday. It's Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else? What did Jimmy Carter accidentally say when he was in Poland? I love war saws. I love yeah. war saws, like electric saws. Yeah. Would be, so, that would be an incredible war if everyone just had to go at each other with chainsaws. <laughs> Like, I think we'd stop. So soon. I love war chainsaws. Okay, Black Friday, Buzz Now. I love war saws, Buzz Now. <laughs> In fact, he told them he desired them carnally. <laughs> hey. Ned Sedgwick, please explain. So basically, his team didn't really understand that Polish and Russian were quite a different language. So they hired a Russian translator to be his Polish translator. Oh. The Russian translator couldn't really speak any Polish, but instead of saying anything, he was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And he gave it a shot and didn't translate things very well. He meant to say, I like this country. It's quite good. Instead, he said, I really want to have sex with all of you. Oh. But the, the next but isn't song, that what that means if someone says, I like you, you're really quite good? Because that's how I interpret a, it when I hear it. <laughs> as a nation, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe he did mean it, and he was like, why is everyone getting so pissed off? I don't know. <laughs> um, he might have seen their Eurovision 2012 entry. <laughs> Any Eurovision fans in the house know that reference. <laughs> um, so was everyone annoyed when he said it? Uh, everyone just laugh at him. Like, this guy's say, an absolute I take it mug. As a compliment. But they fired that translator and got another translator who also couldn't really speak Polish, but this one just kept quiet. So he started speaking and looked at the translator, and the guy was just like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> It was definitely awesome. had auditions like that. Wow. <laughs> Imagine a time when American presidents come off as stupid. <laughs> Why did HSBC struggle in China after it launched a new advertising campaign with the phrase, assume nothing? Oh, shit. I'm Unevenly just, weighted. It's assume nothing when translated in sort of Mandarin must just mean something that is against their interests. So it just mean like rob us. Or, <laughs> well, it is HSBC. You know, we're break in, have a, have a great time, steal our pens. Um, you know, we all do it. We run out of pens. We go down to Metro Bank. We steal their pens. Yeah. What like, decade what? are you in that you still go to a bank? I haven't uh, been to a bank since like the eighties. I'm old school. You've never yeah. been yeah. to a bank since the. You haven't no. been into the bank. Oh, it's oh, the best thing. Deborah, poor people it's go really to the nice. bank and withdraw. Like, <laughs> if I want a little pen, I'll go to Argos. 
Oh, well, that they are there, but also there's bigger pens in the bank, and also with chains on them. They, they trust you now. Why, Do they? When was the last time you went to a bank? <laughs> Before you, I guess. Guys, maybe they see me coming and they're like, lock it down. <laughs> Put chains on all the pens. You love stationery. Okay, hive mind. Assume nothing. HSBC thought they said, but really they said. We know nothing. We know nothing. Oh. We wear nothing. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost all your money. So if you think it's we know nothing, buzz now. If you think it's we're nothing, buzz now. If you think it's we've lost all your money, buzz now. In fact, it was mistranslated as do nothing. Oh. <laughs> I think unevenly weighted are going to get some points for that, for being the closest. And I suspected your actual answer wasn't entirely serious with the pens. So I've given you some points. It was deadly okay. serious. <laughs> okay, so no points. Unevenly weighted is about the pens. <laughs> Giving out points when it's not really fully the answer. Okay, we know. Mm. We know how it goes, right? Assume nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Due to a mistranslation by a Renaissance scholar, Moses is often painted with what on his head rather than a halo. Um, one of those tiny uh, plastic hairbands that five-year-olds wear. Oh, an Alice band. I, just, I went too big too soon. I should have started <laughs> off with something. But that's all I could see in my mind. Is it, is it, is it Beyonce? Because she'd be singing Halo. Mm -hmm. Yeah? No? <laughs> Moses is often portrayed with Beyonce, on, Beyonce his head. on his head. Because... Because when they, they, they were like, oh, Halo, like that amazing tune. And that's yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. So that's so can we get a point for Beyonce mentioning yeah. her? Well, we haven't, we haven't <laughs> found out. It could be the right answer. We don't know yet. Uh, unevenly <laughs> weighted. Uh, I think that um, it is translated as the, you know, uh, he has the whole conversation with the burning bush that is God. So instead of the halo, it's just his whole sort of like Mid-Eastern Afros on fire. <laughs> it's like the beard and it's just flame shooting up toward the heavens instead. Fiery hair? Yeah, yeah. And a Beyonce up there who's like, whoo. Yeah. 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 Or oh, he, he led his people through the desert, but maybe they thought it was dessert. So maybe it was, you know, like, just got a cake. like a gatto or jelly. Jelly. Yep. That's, ice cream. Jelly that's and ice cream. Jelly head. It was okay. Uh, Hive mind. What Horns. is Moses often? Sorry? Horns. Horns. Uh, anybody else? Stars. Stars. A crown. Okay. Uh, if you think it's a crown, buzz now. If you think it's stars, buzz now. If you think that the person who said horns said it with great authority, buzz now. Yeah. You are correct. It's horns. Yeah. How is it not Beyonce? Did you I'm know? Shocked. That I'm really was uh, this was Bake Off Tom who had that answer. Tom, do you know about this? Dude, that's my theology degree. <gasps> Finally, paying dividends. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So it was Kavan and Kavon. Kavan means radiance and Kavon means horns and the guy was like oh he had horns that's surprising uh, and so everyone read it and they were like well we've got to paint him with horns and actually caused a bit of kind of um when anti-semitism was rife it yeah. caused problems and it's where various depictions in medieval art of kind of anti-semitic depictions of jews uh, it came from that slightly. Really? Yeah, that it did. So was was um, that guy a Not very funny. Really, yeah. And he just like really messed up and took something really literally. And you're like, yeah. oh man. Yeah. And it's just a with this for thousands of years. Well, now. well, the the ancient Romans thought Christians were cannibals because they ate the flesh of Christ. Oh, but they on. were like, they eat flesh. That's that's. But they mad. never bothered they to taste that terrible cracker that we actually eat. Yeah, cracker flesh. And it's the end of the round. Yeah. <laughs>
Monsters of Rock in third place with no points. Third place? We said Beyonce. You get a point oh, for I Beyonce. Just, I just realised the audience were a team as well. I was like, so yeah. two teams. How can we be third? <laughs> in second place is unevenly weighted with five points. And with ten points, it's a hive mind. Well done. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The next round is everyone's favorite round. Idioms! In Norway, they say... It doesn't look like the pig. What are they talking about when they say that? Faken. <laughs> Faken. Vegetarian bacon. I gave you one word answer there and it maybe required more explaining. Go to somebody else and then go back to me. Okay, <laughs> unevenly weighted. So this is about the definite and indefinite article. Because obviously there's a pig, right? Just, that's a pig. Oh, but that doesn't look like the pig. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Grammar, guys. It's yeah. grammar. So it doesn't look like the pig. So what does it mean as an idiom? Because look like the there's, a, there's a Norwegian um, prophecy about a pig that when it is born will be inedible because most pigs are edible. And that mean, when that pig is born, it's the saviour of all the pigs and will stop eating swine. Ah, the pig messiah. Yes, that's the, it's about the coming of the pig, <laughs> the messiah. pig messiah. So every time a pig is born, With you're like, horns. is it a pig or is it the pig? And we look at it and we're like, oh, it's just a, a pig. 
Okay, so it's not the real. So you're saying, so you're, you're so the idiom means it's not the real McCoy. It's not the pig, the yeah, savior of pigs. That's, that's yeah, it's like a knockoff pig yeah, that you like you okay. get with like a fake logo of Chanel on it, but it's not the real <laughs> pig. It's, not it's a knockoff. Yeah. So it's it's not the real McCoy. It's a knockoff. Okay, yeah. Monsters of Rock. Okay, I've been thinking. She's got this. I got this. So I'm thinking a traffic warden because a pig is a police person. And then you see them and you go, oh, is it the pigs? And they go, no, it doesn't look like the pig because it's somebody in a uniform, sure, but it's a traffic warden. <laughs> what I love is that in this deconstruction, referring to police officers as pigs, you bother to say police person. <laughs> to use inclusive language. I don't use the word myself. I just... I just think that's probably it. Right. <laughs> so, hive mind. It doesn't look like the pig. What does this mean? It tastes better than it looks. Tastes better than it looks. Great. That uh, you think it's your wife, but it's actually another woman. <laughs> 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 think it's your wife, but it's another woman. And, and you're here with your wife today, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> but not it's tomorrow. really nice, Tom. <laughs> Yes, your ex-wife is here with you today. <laughs> okay, anybody else? All right, so if you think it's tastes better than it looks, buzz now. And if you think it's... You, oh, that's not your wife. It's another woman. Buzz now. I'm shocked and appalled anyone buzzed for that. In fact, it means something as shoddy or ugly. Doesn't look like the pig. Explain that. It's because pigs used to be incredibly valuable because you get so much bacon and stuff from them. Nothing to do with wives. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wives are valuable, but maybe don't refer to... Yeah, it's just... <laughs> I'm in no place to give marriage advice. I am single, though. <laughs> well, I... you know, you, you might be dating Desiree now, yeah? you've got that whole peanut butter mm -hmm. situation going that on. That is what oh. most relationships are based on, yeah. Oh. yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm going to be that jam. Um, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Yeah. It's probably, it's probably good. It's, it's, probably good. it's my fault. In Arabic, if somebody said to you, bury me, what would they be saying? Like, bury me. B-U-R-Y or B-U-R-Y? Okay. B-U-R-Y, bury me. Bury me. Not strawberry me. Yeah, right. Monsters of Rock. I have a very quick story about this. A friend of mine brought a lady friend back, and he's from Dublin. Oh, here we go. And uh, he brought a lady friend back to his... He was living with his mother at the time, and the next day... He thought he'd gotten away with it, thought he'd been very quiet. And the next day, his mother was very quiet, and she turned off the television, and she said, if I have to hear you bury some young one ever again. Yeah, so that's so what it means sex. in Dublin. Does that mean... Yeah. In Dublin, it means sex. It means... I mean, go at it hard. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, go at it hard. Uh, unevenly weighted. I feel like it might be somewhat related, but maybe, like, you know, like, be the one to bury me, like, almost like marry me. Like, I love you. Be the one to, like, live with me until I die. Like, be the one to that's bury beautiful. me. Is that what you you're know? asking Ned right now? Yes. <laughs> when I die of diabetes from all of the peanut butter and chili sandwiches, please bury me. <laughs> okay, hive mind. What do you think it means? Bury me. Yes. Forget my sins. Forget my sins. Okay. Nice. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. Bury me. Yeah, it's like, let the ground smell on me up. Bed me. That's what we're thinking. Do you know what I mean? Not, I mean, uh, that's our answer, not what we're <laughs> Okay, if you Moving think on. it's forget my sins, Buzz now. If you if you think it's I'm so embarrassed, Buzz now. If you think it's bed me, Buzz now. 
No, <laughs> nobody's gone for your answer. In fact, it is unevenly weighted head up right. It's I love you. I'm in the most morbid way possible. Yeah, no, it's I want to die before you. Oh. So I don't have to live without you. Yes. Oh, oh that yeah. is lovely. Beautiful. Doesn't is, mean that in Dublin. Really doesn't mean that in Dublin. <laughs> Didn't get that far. It's, I wanted, I can't live without you, so bury me. Oh, yeah. That is beautiful. Mm. In Denmark, mm -hmm. if somebody said, I am out with a rake, what would they mean? You are out with an incredibly thin person. <laughs> That's like obvious. Out with a slender person, okay? Out with the rake. It just means that you've, you know, you've left the toilet seat up again. And go sleep outside with the rake. Ah. <laughs> so I'm annoyed with you. Like, Get out, like, I'm out with the rake. Like I'm in the doghouse. Like I'm, you know, yeah. like, just outside cleaning up crap. Because totally. Okay. Yeah. In the doghouse, okay? Hive mind. Out with the rake. They're for Lucy down. So that's a male answer to leaving the Lucy yeah, down. Yeah, it's about positioning of that. Right, okay. But you say that, sir, but the Lucy should go down because that's it being closed and it's actually more hygienic if you close the lid as well. So you've just left it up. Like, it's not that we object to you putting it up for your doings. We understand you have to do that, but just put it down again. It's not too much to ask. So you're wrong and I'm not accepting that answer. <laughs> it's not. No. Anything else, Hive Mind? You're a boring person. What, the rake is the boring person? Yeah. Oh, you're out with the rake. Oh, I was out tonight with the rake. So basically, I just sat there like a rake. You're very prickly today. That's just an observation. <laughs> prickly? It's a toilet seat thing. It really pisses her off. Anything else? Ah, not having the tools for the job. It's a really okay. intelligent answer. Out with the boring person, Buzz Now. Very prickly today, Buzznow. You don't have the right tools for the job, Buzznow. No, almost unanimous for that. In fact, it means you're out looking for trouble. Ooh. You're out in the town, you've taken a rake, you're going to beat somebody up. Oh, yeah. Who brings a rake to a fight? <laughs> That's insane. Like, meet me after win. school, three o'clock. Just like, ah! Apparently in Denmark, they take a rake to a knife fight. <laughs> and it's the end of the round. Monsters of Rock are keeping it steady in third place with no points. The Hive Mind is slightly ahead with 10 points, but unevenly weighted are winning with 15 points. Oh, they are unevenly weighted. The next round is the team's round. A member of each team has come theoretically prepared, if they read my text, with a question based on their cultural family background. Audience, if one of you has a question for one of the teams, that would be super awesome. So, Monsters of Rock, do you have a question for unevenly weighted? So, like a cultural question from our culture? Yes, please. From drama school. From drama school <laughs> slash That's Ireland. not our culture. Um, on behalf of me and Jessica, we'd like to ask, what's Bono's problem? <laughs> <laughs> Unevenly weighted? Uh, what's Bono's we've problem? We've been having the answer to this for so long. <laughs> I'm so glad someone finally asked. What is Bono's problem? Bono hates black people. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, we can't oh, put that why, out. That's why he does all of these helpful things. He's, he's just because Africa. this is the internet and not the BBC doesn't mean oh. we can actually call Bono a racist. Oh, I mean, someone needs to call him something. I feel like he's, he's a bit high on self-righteousness, I think. He's a bit of a supremacist. Wait, wait a second. I mean, what's wrong with Bono? Isn't it like glaucoma or something? Like, doesn't he actually have oh, something he does wrong with have, yeah, yeah, he does have So I think that is the right answer, actually, technically. <laughs> it's 
No, actually, I liked Bono up until like '95. Like 1995, there was, an, and after that, he just kind of stopped making music. I that like was the 20 idea years like, ago. Yeah, yeah you were like time. a judgmental eight-year-old at the time. <laughs> like, oh, you know, Bono's kind of jumped the shark for me, personally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Joshua Tree was great, and then what happened? We don't yeah, know. he flew his hat on a plane to himself. That no. was what sent. Oh. Yes, yeah, true story. Did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was he was like going an, on about the environment. Yeah, yeah. I think Go he was in an environmental like. <gasps> fundraising thing and he forgot his hat so he flew it out in a private jet that yeah. is horrifying that's also what's wrong with the world at large yeah. just yeah. like so is that Bono's problem is that the right answer uh, no the right answer is too much money not enough height yeah so oh. he's sorry a small about guy. it that doesn't feel inclusive that answer that but feels it's like the right answer Deborah. and sometimes the we hurts. I'm afraid on this show we cannot countenance apartheid it's a goodies joke don't blame me (laughs) unevenly weighted do you have a question for the hive mind yeah so I brought a question from America in uh, 20th century New York so you know very recently if you were said to be suffering from bright disease what might you have too happy happy? okay Uh, anything else too clever too clever to be American. Yep, that's why I left. <laughs> Starstruck? All right, buzz if you think it's too happy. Buzz if you think it's too clever to be American. Buzz if you think it's starstruck. All right, uh, they said too clever. What is uh, it? Well, uh, that's kind of right. Uh, bright disease meant uh, you had information that might get you hurt or killed, particularly by the mafia. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. So that's a really cool fact. (laughs) It's too, uh, it's too knowledgeable, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Ned. No, I just. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's up to you whether you get a point. Oh yeah, no. um, Definitely get a point for that. I thought you were saying you're in trouble, Ned, because you know a lot about the mafia. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say that online. Probably do. Well, yeah. I probably shouldn't have asked you to do the mafia round because that's really (laughs) put you in a bad position. Who is the head of the mafia? Secretly. I would be so happy if Ned was actually a member of the mafia because it would be the deepest cover I would have ever (laughs) seen of anyone. I mean, the guy's a genius. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. I thought it was going to be something to do with Interpol's album Turn on the Bright Lights, and that shows just how not in the mafia I am <laughs> and how much of a middle-class white person I am. <laughs> so that excuse is not going to save you from the mafia, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, when you're, when you're giving that excuse while you're being dangled upside down from a building. <laughs> well, it was Interpol. You know Interpol? No. Uh, Hive Mind, do you have a question for Monsters of Rock? So in Australia, what are you doing when you slip, slop, slap? Whoa. I mean, everything, what aren't you doing? I was going to say, <laughs> I know this one. Everything in my mind is dirty. Yeah. Um, you slip, slap, slap. Do you get the twister mat and you put loads of water on it with a hose and you play twister, but you're slippity sliding all over the place? A new form of twister, twister with risks. Risker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or is it you're trying to hold on to some slip, uh, sort of sea creature that's it's quite wet. <laughs> From the sea. Oh. Wrestling an octopus. Yes, or a seal. That was what, what seal was in my mind. Can no. I say the answer? Because I know it. 
Okay. Yeah, uh, sure. It's sunscreen. It's a big sunscreen oh. campaign. Campaign. Oh, cool. Okay. So that's only partially yeah. right. I, oh, is it only partially right? Yeah. Okay. You're meant to slap oh, yes. on a t-shirt. Slap on a shirt. Slap, slap on, on sunscreen, sunscreen. And slap, slap on, on a hat. hat. Yes. <laughs> so oh, it's second. I only get a third of a point there. You don't get any points, Deborah, because you said everything she was saying kind of a split second after. <laughs> <laughs> so you split, so split on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That old trick. There was a song, wasn't there? Slip on a shirt, slap on sunscreen, and slap on a hat. Yep, yeah, so it's it. a bit like crossing the road safety songs. Yes. Oh, okay. But in Australia, the advertising campaign for drinking and driving was, if you drink and drive, you're a bloody idiot. <laughs> that was the official <laughs> government campaign. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Uh, Unsurprisingly, in Ireland, there's very little sunscreen advertising, yeah. but quite a lot of drink driving ads. Yeah. <laughs> and we sort that out ourselves. Yeah. So. And it's the end of the round. <laughs> Monsters of Rock have scored and now have five points. Wait, for what? (laughs) (laughs) Because they didn't get your uh, question. Oh, so it's by default. Thank you, Bono. Do you get points if they don't get your question? I didn't know that. I tend to do it if a team hasn't scored. And oh, these are pity points. And it will make we'll it more. We'll take them back because we don't want them. We want it on our intelligence, which we'll we take proven. those points. We'll keep them. This is like reverse affirmative action. I don't like it. Monsters of Rock are in third place with no points. <laughs> Done. Wow. And no, unevenly no, weighted, Hive Mind are drawing with 15 points. <laughs> Next round is our World War II sexting round. During World War II, sweethearts sending each other telegrams would use acronyms to disguise the true nature of their communications because letters were being censored. So, for example, Norwich stood for knickers off, ready, when I come home. This is the round in which we learn that while our grandparents were fighting fascism, they were also utter filth. The teams will have 30 seconds, pen, paper, and Mark Hodge lightly distracting them with World War II music to solve this acronym. Hive mind, you can use the notes in your phone or your heads. And the word is capstan. An answer for we us. We have the answer. You have fact. the answer. Yes. Um, oh, cap- well, points can be scored for creativity. So, yes. <laughs> Capstan stands for cook a pie, shove this anywhere nasty. <laughs> wow. Uh, dare I ask, Monsters of Rock? Um, we have um, <clears throat> can a person suck tits and not, and then get caught in front <laughs> 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 Certainly I mean, one of the more creative arts there, add it, adding some letters in. Yeah. Yeah. And not, in brackets, get, get caught. caught. We, we yeah. yes under the acronym, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah absolutely. absolutely. This is, that was a bit of a Yasmin acronym, though, that was. <laughs> Yasmin acronym! Oh, a show! Yeah. Yeah. do that show. Yeah. No yeah. one's going to come. <laughs> High mind. Yes. Can a private stay in the night? Oh, can oh, a private stay another night? A lovely oh, World yes, War II one, and not too filthy. <laughs> Climb aboard my penis and sit tight all night. 
Climb aboard my penis, sit tight all night. In fact, the real one was, can a prick stand twice a night? which was not anywhere near as good as the Hive Minds. So while Ned works out the points for creativity there, the final round is the Smash the Patriarchy round. Woo! For our final round, we have just one question about a minority group who successfully rose up and managed to overcome their hardships and throw off the yoke of oppression, also known as the Stick It to the Man round. This round only contains one question because Ned Sedgwick assures me this doesn't happen very much and when it does, it's not funny because people die. Um, but, so it is worth double points. So if you are the losing team, this may be your opportunity to stick it to the man because you are the underdogs. Of course, if you are in the lead, understand you are now the man. I'm looking at you, hive mind. In what way does Ensemble Two Generations try to overcome the limit on affordable housing? What? So I don't understand so, the language. So, so how does this social enterprise called Ensemble Two Generations overcome the problem of unaffordable housing for students and young professionals just starting out? Unevenly weighted. It's for students, right? So it students. must mean that students move in with like older people. Yeah, and students. so the students just can give like us, just give us our points. Come home and cook pot noodles for older and people, the old who people remember their, the good yeah. old times. And the old people do their homework. Yeah, yeah. Right? I yes, uh, possibly monsters of rock. That was our answer too. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> high minds. <laughs> That's your answer, Ned. I think you gave it away because there wasn't the students part in the original question. There was yeah, just the, the two generations. This didn't really make linguistic sense. So <laughs> no, I felt no. Maybe, but maybe then in making it make linguistic sense, you told them the nice, answer. Anyway, um, it turns out that you were right. <laughs> we were all right, all of us. Um, right. no, it's actually a really nice thing, though. I mean, it's for old people, pensioners who live alone, basically have a student live with them that kind of cut price. So it solves kind of the ageing population and lots of people being lonely and also the fact that students can't live in cities where they would want to live. In a very real way, though, does that smash the patriarchy or does that just live within its boundaries? Because the patriarchy has created a situation in which millennials like you will never afford real estate. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I th well, I would say it does smash the patriarchy in terms of, like, you know, there are two sort of entities not necessarily buying into the traditional capitalist systems of, like, oh, we've got to take out loans and do other things in order to be... It's like, no, right. we can support each other. And also, I think it's quite funny the idea of like students coming home to like you know elderly people because like both of them are in the situation where they could just be like randomly it's oh, a really up. good sitcom isn't it you know <laughs> no, seriously good... right because when you're in college like you're doing all kinds of crazy discovering things and when you're old you're just like having sex with whoever's left and so <laughs> it could make a great sitcom it's oh, like a, a really dating romp oh this you know? is a great idea for a sitcom right and yeah. also, there's an interesting thing that if you really get on with them and you become like a, like a grandson or granddaughter, maybe they'll leave their property to you. Yeah. So huh? I think yeah. this is a really good sitcom and we should definitely write it. <laughs> and there's a competition on Global Pillage for if you can come up with a name for the sitcom, then we will give you a credit in the titles I've and got no one. money. Hurry up and die. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the end of the show. What's the scars we've met? Monsters of Rock kept it steady all game. Monsters <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> of Rock. This That's very rarely do. happens. So it's zero points for them. <laughs> then, in second place, it was a hive mind. Oh! With 25 points, and winning was unevenly weighted. With oh, they points. were unevenly weighted. Wow, bravo. Well done. 
it's very rare that two comedians can beat 70 audience members, so you've done incredibly, incredibly well there. And we have a new pilot for a sitcom. I mean, yeah. it's, the best it's win win. It's, it's win. not just because me and Desiree are getting married. Yeah. That is, this is it's, set for it. It's almost like we should withhold your fee. You've done so well. <laughs> almost like. Feels that. like slavery again. <laughs> wow! Wow! Once, guys. Yep. <laughs> That's why we're a team. <laughs> so, <laughs> I suggested at the top that you should call your team White Guilt. <laughs> I am retrospectively changing the name of it. Yep. So, I desire you kindly to the losers and do nothing to the winners. It's the end of the show. Please join me in thanking Monster Rock. And I believe I've waited. Give it up for Athena Cableno, Desiree Birch, Jessica Regan, Yasmin Akram, Ned Cedric and Corner, Mark Carl Junkies, I've been Deborah Francis White. Good night. You have been listening to Global Village, hosted and created by Deborah Francis White. The questions were set by Ned Sedgwick, the music was by Mark Hodge, the recording engineer was Chris Sharp. Producer for the Spontaneity Shop is Tom Salinsky. Thanks to Zoe, Meta, Sally, and everyone at King's Place. For more information about this and other episodes, visit globalvillage.net. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.